to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. We started looking at what is in salvation, right? And what's the first thing that we identified? Tell it to your neighbor. Is it that you don't remember or the, or the way I've asked the question? Okay, A was the atonement package. B was forgiveness and forgetting of sin. Let's look at C. Deliverance from sin. Wonderful. Somebody's excited about that one, eh? John chapter 8. We're going to read from verse 1 and we're going to go all the way down to about 20. So the Bible says, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives and early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. If you read, let's continue. And, not back to the verse. And when they had set her in the midst, now I want you to picture this. Like this was a hot story. Like they've just grabbed the woman and they've brought her. Uh-huh. And let's continue. And they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. So it wasn't a rumor or anything. They found her in the act and they grabbed her. Let's continue. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? They said this, they say, this they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you. Let him throw a stone at her first. Uh Uh-huh. 
And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Please don't come and teach us what Jesus was writing. We've, we've heard things. No, the revelation of what Jesus wrote. Uh, um, guys, let's just be honest. The Bible does not reveal to us what was written on the ground. Okay, let's continue. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, follow this, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest. So the oldest had done more sins. <laughs> that means that there's always been a sin problem, such that the oldest was the first to be convicted. He knew what he had done. So from the oldest to the last, they all had one big problem. What was the problem? Sin. And then when the woman remained, at that point she was at the mercy of Jesus. He could have picked a stone and stoned her. She wouldn't have complained. By the way, there are some people who use that verse wrongly. The one that says, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Some people act like it's the woman who said that. Like they were dragging and then she said, let he who is without sin. If somebody, guys, if you keep doing that, a stone will come from heaven right here. Yeah. When Jesus had raised himself and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? Let's go on. She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Now, here is the thing. Jesus didn't just deal with the issue of stoning. He also dealt with the issue of sinning. Because he didn't end by just not condemning her. So he doesn't end with just forgiving. He then says, go and sin no more. Now, the grace of God is always released in his instructions. When God tells you, go lift that rock, it means in that moment you've got the power to lift that rock. So when he says to the woman, go and sin no more, it meant the grace to now live a godly life was imparted on that woman. And that's why you notice that the people Jesus moved with, yes, they may have had issues, but have you noticed that their issues were, were then referred to in past tense? How come they never went back to doing those things they used to do? Because they were empowered to do the right thing. So even as you said, Jesus was always with tax collectors and the, the, the stuff that he did in their lives. There is something that changed in their lives. He dealt with the issue of sin. Romans chapter 8. Chapter 6, actually. And I want us to read from... Another long one. I want us to read from verse 1 up to 15. Is that too many verses for you? Okay. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Uh -huh. Certainly not. How shall we, who died to sin, Live any longer in it. What does that show you about a believer? What has happened to them and sin? They've died to it. Say, I'm dead to sin. Come on, say it like you mean it. 
So when you go back to your boarding house, for those who are in boarding houses, what do you tell them when you enter? I'm dead to sin. Okay? If anyone asks you what's for the long weekend, you say church. And you correct them, say it's not a long weekend, it's Easter. Okay? And if they say, but I thought usually long weekends we used to say I'm dead to sin. That's not me anymore. Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Uh huh. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. Let's go on. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, Certainly, we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Say, I'm not a slave to sin. Now, why am I showing you all this? Because I want us to see what was in the package that Jesus worked for. The package didn't just go with him paying our debts. Notice we've been building. He pays our debts and then he forgives our sins. But then he goes on to ensure that we are no longer slaves to sin. Let's continue. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Uh -huh. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. By the way, guys, please, um, there's that thing people do on Easter, where like on Friday they'll tell everyone, guys, Jesus has died today, and then they'll like be sad. And then on Sunday, Jesus has resurrected today. Please, guys, let's not do that. He's not dying again. Hey, so Jesus is not dying again this Friday. Praise God. It's us who are celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection. I know, I, I see too many funny things. Hey, Shani, Jesus has risen today. Hey, this is, this is ah, ah, he rose 2,000 years ago. And I'm sure it's 2,000 plus something. We've been saying 2,000 for a while. So now, let's go. <laughs> we should start saying the exact years, eh? Okay, I'll go research. And then... Sunday, when I preach, I'll say 2,000, shan, shan, shan. I'll add the years. Hopefully the months. So let's go. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. Hey. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are being told that we should reckon ourselves that the way Jesus died, we've also died to sin. That's something you must come to a realization of. Uh -huh. Therefore, not this, not. It says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. So the believer is not that same person who we described in Romans 7, the one for what I want to do, I don't do it. What I don't want to do, that's what I do. For a believer, you've been given the freedom to dominate. The freedom to dominate. Don't let sin reign in your mortal body. 
And it says that you should obey it in its last. Let's continue. <laughs> and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Can we just clarify something? When you see the word members in the Bible, it's not talking about your church members. Okay, someone here may be saying, obviously that's just for pastors. <laughs> I don't have members. Or does it mean members of my WhatsApp group? No. No. Members means body parts. Yourself. So it's saying, do not present your members, your body, as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Now, have you observed, he's using words like, don't let sin reign, do not present, but present. That means what has God given us in the context of sin? Dominion. It means we now have dominion. We're no longer in a place where it can just decide for us whatever mood we woke up in that day. No, uh, I, I wanted to live a godly life, but I received that text. How can that text decide for you? No, pastor, peer pressure. Peer pressure! Why aren't you the one pressuring the peers? Why is light being pressured by darkness? There's a scripture I'll show you. But maybe not today. Okay, we'll see. Can we continue? Now, it says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law but under grace. Ladies and gentlemen, this story is settled just like that. Sin does not have dominion over believers. Praise God. So in the salvation package is dominion over sin. Notice, and I will say it again. Number one, we talked about atonement, meaning the price that you were, the debt that you were owing, the Lord Jesus paid it. And then number two, we've talked about forgiveness, meaning not only was your debt paid, your sins were forgiven and forgotten. But then beyond that, you're now given a charge. You're given a responsibility not to let sin have dominion over you. Why? Because you're under the Lord. You're not under the law. You're under grace now. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Say it one more time. That's my simple message for you today. Have you been blessed? Okay. I would like you to get up. Get up on your feet. And I want us to take five minutes to just thank the Lord for our salvation package. Thank the Lord for our salvation package. Take some time to thank Him. Take some time to thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Take time to reflect. Take time to actually thank Him. And thereafter, uh, Deacon Cassandra will close for us in prayer and lead us in the benediction. Just thank him, thank him, thank him. Oh, 
Oh wow, what a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on the City of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.